podcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast, a show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. All right, welcome back. Joe, here we are, dude. 2024, right? Yeah, I feel like we haven't recorded since last year. <laughs> it's been so long. Oh, my God. Yeah, hopefully everybody uh, missed us. Uh, I missed doing the show. It was nice to take a break, though. It was... Uh, I mean, there's December's busy. I mean, there's, there's a lot to do. Yeah, even... I mean, even if it wasn't based around the holidays, like, the break just felt good. Like, um, you know, we both love doing the show, but it was, it was good to just kind of take a breath. And uh, kind of recharge the batteries. And I actually feel that way. Like, I feel like uh, I have, like, a you know a new energy to the show again. Not that I was getting burned out. I'm not trying to say that. <laughs> no, and it, but I think it's the same thing with, like, with work, with anything, too. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I was, being back in the office was, like, I, I don't know. It was just, like, towards the end of the year, you start to get burned out from being there every day. And my first day back to work that was probably, uh, this week, it, it was definitely, ugh, but also it wasn't. Is actually kind of relaxing in a way. Like yeah. everybody was still getting caught up. So there wasn't there's weren't any emergencies. No one was running around like, hey, this needs fixed, or you know, we need this reprogrammed, that kind of stuff. This is a weird thing, you know, because when when you are like, you know, just totally spent from you know the year of work and you get that break, it's so nice to get away. But yeah. then like then after a couple of few weeks, you know, however long you decide to take off, you do kind of start to miss that that sense of like, you know, purpose and structure. Like you, you're kind of like walking in circles in your house after a while. I, and I did, I did start to feel that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, after, especially coming up that last week, right before new year's, I had that off. Uh, I, like many other people did too. Some did, some didn't, but I, I definitely got into like the pacing around my house. You're like, what can uh, I get myself into? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So how was your break though? Like, did you, uh, uh, you know, aside from, you know, like, Obviously, like Christmas and New Year celebrations, yeah. stuff like that, like pretty good though. Oh, it was great. I mean, we it was a really it was a standard year. Mm-hmm. As as boring as that is, it was it was fun for us and and the kids and other family members. You know, we had we saw a couple of the few people from the extended family. Nothing really exciting happened this year. I, I don't have anything like oh my gosh, we went to someone's you know house and this happened or anything like that. You know, it was a very um, a good, safe, boring year. Yeah. I mean, or, or no, those holiday, are good, yeah. Right? Yeah, which is good. I know, right? Like, it, it, it's probably the most, I'd say the most exciting thing was that um, the last present, I guess, that I could say our family shared because it was, it was a family gift, yeah. is that we got one of those hoverboards this year. Oh, the yes. ones, uh, the ones, I think it was like five or six years ago, they were kind of unfortunately famous for like the batteries catching on fire. That was a family gift Remember like, that? for all of you to enjoy? Yeah, because okay. you can't really take like one of those things and be like, you know, here, you know, this is just for you, right? Because, you know, my son's going to, if I just give it to my daughter, my well, son's well, going to been. Gonna... Oh, so if you said it was for like just the two of them, uh, wait, why, why would that have been bad? <laughs> Has your wife well, gotten on it? Uh, yeah, my wife's oh, ridden on it. Okay, I've, right. <laughs> yeah, I've I've ridden on it. It's fun. Yeah. It's our kids it's have, fun. and I, little... I refuse to get on it, man. I'd 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 break my ass. I know I would. Here's the here's the really interesting thing about those hoverboards. So if you're wondering what I'm talking about, uh, for those listening, it's the one where you're you kind of stand forward on it. It's not like a skateboard where you're where you stand, you know, sideways. It's like standing stand... on a skateboard, but the wheels are facing the other way. Right, right. Yeah. You roll forward chest yeah. first chest first face first right yeah um it's surprisingly easy believe it or not really uh, it took me one session I, I closed the garage door and i was and i moved the cars out and i said i'm just gonna learn this thing and yeah. it probably took me five to seven minutes to get used to it and moved then after out, that all the garden uh tools oh all, yeah everything oh, dangerous yeah. you could land on oh yeah <laughs> It's disorienting for like the first 30 seconds because it's like wobbling under your feet and you're mm. like, uh, you know, and then, and then you learn to calm down, which is probably like the biggest thing that you can do on those yeah, things. Small, small corrections. Take a deep, take a deep breath and mm. like, it'll do everything on its own if you just let it. And it does. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. I mean, I, I would, I would try it if I could know I would land safely on the ground. 
but I just feel like I'd break an elbow or something or so. No, thanks. <laughs> Good for you for. Yeah. Time I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not for everybody, but it worked out okay for us. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Glad you guys are enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a couple of things, Joe, now that we're actually back in the saddle here, we have to uh, talk about, um, we have, uh, we've decided to make, we talked about this a few episodes ago and during the break, uh, Joe and I decided we were going to kind of just restructure the show a little bit. Uh, so it's still the same show. But we want to kind of give ourselves an easier time as far as content and what we're kind of focusing on per week. Yeah. So, yeah, we've just structured a little bit more structurally, uh, we'll say. Um, uh, do you want to kind of explain what we're kind of doing as far as our schedule goes? Yeah, what, what we are going to try uh, at least over the next couple of months yeah, we'll see is how it goes. a yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff is certainly not set in stone. It's it's more, and as Dave said, it's it's more to give us a little more structure to the show. Um, hopefully that brings a little more structure to what you're listening to. Uh, like you can kind of count on certain things to come up, um, you know, on certain, you know, rhythm or rotation or whatever. Also helps us out because we know, you know what we're, we're planning for and everything. But basically what we're moving to is a four-week uh, rotational structure of the show where certain aspects will come up in ro certain in regular rotational slots. Um, now we, we might move things around or we might replace something, or if we have a guest on, right, that whole, you know, set of topics for that week will get pushed out or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the, the point is, is that we're moving kind of to a, a more of a solidified, uh, rotational structure for certain topics of the show. Like for example, you know, this you know, week, media Joe. picks. Yeah. Like this week, for example, right. Week yeah. one's schedule. So, and this is, like I said, this is still relatively fluid at the moment. So this may get adjusted, but like, for example, week one, which is the week that we're in today, uh, the three main, the three main segments, uh, is going to be, we have a space slash science segment, which will be our first topic. Mm -hmm. The second is going to be media picks. So if you've been around the show long enough, you know, we like to do a media pick thing. And then the third, uh, the third segment this week is going to be a uh, Gen Extra game. Who knows what it's going to be? I mean, actually, we I, know. What I it's know it's going to be. be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you'll uh, you'll see when we get there. So that's that's this week's lineup. And then of course we have a lineup for week two and week three and week four. And then we'll go back to week one, uh, week one's uh, rotational slots after after week four. Yeah. So if you yeah, if the people who are listening, if they love if they love uh, our games or you know Joe's like science segments, those will be around every four weeks. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, and if you don't if you don't like it, it'll only be around every <laughs> yeah, four weeks. Go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we actually we did talk about the science segment because we didn't want it to be too like too nerdy. So we're kind of we're trying to narrow it to just like really interesting things. I'm actually excited to talk about today's as well because uh, I find it uh, fascinating. When I learned, I don't know how either I learned this in high school. We'll talk about it soon, but I must have forgot maybe. But I, I'm wondering if a lot of people don't know why we do. The leap year. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll try to keep it topical. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know me, I might pull something out of thin air every once in a while that, uh, you know, is, is right out of left field, but we're going to try to keep it topical and, and, you know, relevant, hopefully, hopefully relevant to your life. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, so yeah, actually, before we jump into that jokes, this is our first, uh, our first segment. Um, I did have a question for you and this is, Dude. this is based off of a movie, a movie that came out, I believe in like 19... I want to say like 84, 85, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, I don't want to put this. I don't, I don't give it away just yet. Uh, so you'll kind of figure out what movie I'm talking about. Okay. But I'm going to give you a hypothetical scenario. Let's okay. just say, Joe, that your daughter, uh, your daughter came home one day and she's like, hey, uh, I, I, met this, uh, I met this man. He's probably 40. He's uh, physically, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, disfigured. He can't speak. He's what some would refer to as a mongoloid. Okay. Uh, I invited him to live at our house. <laughs> that's that's what I'm being presented with. Yes. How would you react to this? As a, as uh, a I might. Let's just say I might have some questions. <laughs> All right, the reason I'm asking is because I, I, Goonies, I, it was on something I saw, and, uh, or it's just, I think it was on TV or something. And the end of that movie, Chunk, do you, uh, you remember the Goonies, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a very long time since I've seen it, but I am familiar enough with the yeah. movie to know what you're talking about. I'm sure most people listening to the show have seen The Goonies. So just a quick recap at the end, they they found the treasure, spoiler, uh, and they're on the beach. So the, the bad guys have been, you know, getting arrested and they're all sitting there and they're, you know, they got towels around them and blankets and... yeah. Uh, Chunk turns to uh, Sloth and says, "Hey, he's like, you're gonna live with me now." And Chunk er, and Sloth is very excited about this. He's like, oh, you know, like, like all all Sloth like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was very accepting of the invite. Uh, but I don't know why. Until recently, I never really thought to myself, like, because it was a little heartwarming moment. I'm like, oh, like look at that. Yeah, Chunk's, right. Chunk's right. taking him in. What are his parents gonna say about it? <laughs> <laughs> right, they haven't even been consulted yet. Exactly. Like, <laughs> sorry to my wife about it. I'm like, do you think like like when he comes over and he's like, he's like, hey, mom, dad, this guy's gonna live with us, and they're like, oh, what? Like, excuse me, uh, sloth, we need to have a little family uh, uh, meeting over here, and he's like, dude, I think his name is Lawrence. Like, yeah. Lawrence, what are you doing, dude? You can't invite this guy back to live at our house. So no, I thought it'd be. I just thought a funny topic to bring up. Uh, I don't know. In my mind, it was hilarious to think of the conversation I mean, that probably ensued after that. It was probably, I mean, you got to wonder if the, you know, the writers were probably like, well, we can't, it'd be a little too complex to say, to have one of the, to have the character say, you know, hey, I'm going to talk to my, I'm going to talk to my parents about you living with us. I can't mm -hmm. really promise anything. It might take a few weeks. You're probably going to need to find a place to put yourself up for a little while while we kind of work out the details. I don't think, I don't think that, that would that that dialogue would have gone over as well. No, no, I don't think I would be. I would not accept what just what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, like you're no. like, man, this 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 lighthearted kind of. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know what I don't know. How would you even describe Goonies? Like it's lighthearted child comedy, adventure comedy, adventure. Yeah, just took a really weird turn into like into this mature conversation about someone moving in with somebody else. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I guess, you know, when they're, when they're writing the film, uh, you know, the, what are they called? The Bertellis or whatever the bad guys were. Um, yeah. They, uh, you know, like I said, they were all getting arrested except, except uh, Sloth wasn't. So I think they just had to answer that question somehow. Like what's, what's going to happen to this guy? Right. Right. Like, right he's right. not going to go like apply for a job, you know, get an apartment somewhere. Like, like they, they had to answer where he was going, and I think that was their best solution. But yeah, I just I still couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around the parents being cool with it. So there you go. We don't have to talk about this the whole episode. It's obviously. it is kind of something to spring on somebody, right? I mm. mean, it, it's weird. It'd be a lot. It's definitely weird. Yeah, It'd be a lot. There'd be some uh, eyebrows raising. Like what, dude? What? what? Yeah. No, this ain't happening. What so, are you doing this? all right. Well, let's uh, let's jump into it, dude. Let's. Uh, Let's jump into your uh, science bit. So let's talk about the leap year. We all know what that means. It's there's one more day uh, added to February. That's that is correct. That's it, and that's it. That's today's science spot. All right, on to the next. <laughs> <laughs> why is that, Joe? I I have an idea, but I would like you to explain. Right. I mean, I, well, I know why, but I don't, I don't know the exact numbers. So it takes approximately. 300 so we all know the calendar is 365 days mm -hmm. right yeah 24 hours a day days in the air right 20 Except, quote air quotes 24 hours a day right and yeah. even that's even the whole 24 hours in a day thing i it you know is it just is a, is slightly off as mm -hmm. well too but well that, that's a detail we can get into a little bit later the so the anyway the average length of the of the actual time it takes the earth to physically complete its orbit around the sun is 365.25 approximately give or change a give her you know there's a handful of change in there but it's approximately 365.25 days um to to get around the sun right yeah, so, so it doesn't seem like much. And a quarter of a day right yeah. and we don't normally in a calendar year we don't we don't count that quarter day it's just it's it's like close enough right it's the the current i think they call it the gregorian calendar i believe mm. um we basically say this is uh i think it even started the roman the, i think the roman catholics were originally the ones who kind of finalized it 
um, I think around 1582, approximately around that time. So I mean, this this calendar that we use today goes back quite a number of centuries at this point, right? So it was 1582, Pope Gregory the 13th, I believe it was, he reformed the calendar um, to, to essentially the modern version that we have today. There's been some other changes in there. No one goes to the corner of December and says, today is, you know, December 32nd, or today is a quarter of December 32nd. Right. That's, that's not a thing. Yeah. So what do they do instead? So every... Approx and this isn't always an exact this isn't always exact either. It all depends on the math. But approximately every four years, so 2020 was the last one, and this is, you know, we're in 2024 now. We have to have a day with 366, 366 days in it. Because if we don't wait that extra time, if we don't add that extra day, we have well, let me explain it this way. We have to add that extra day to give us 24 hours to let the Earth catch up to its starting point on its rotation around the sun. Because after four years, we're off by enough space, no mm -hmm. pun intended, we're off by enough distance that we need to add another 24 hours to allow the, the Earth to get back to its... To its know, 365 so, days. Right, to, to back to that kind of that... Like, if you just pick any point in a circle... Right, and then you go around, you trace around the circle. We got to give the we got to give the Earth twenty four hours to get back to the starting point because we're that far off by that point. Yeah. So let's say that uh, we didn't do the leap year. I mean, uh, like mm -hmm. it, over a lot of time, every four years, we would be a day off. So call it. Uh, how would that work? The math. So after four years times. Like 400-some years, our seasons would be reversed? Essentially, yeah. It's If you do the math, mm -hmm. this, this is, I think, the most fascinating part about this because, I mean, we could have done this. Like, there's no, you know, the calendar is just kind of sort of like a human-made, you know, process for kind of keeping track of where we are with seasonal activity primarily. Mm -hmm. That's what drives a lot of the calendar usage. If we didn't, if we just had a calendar with 365 days in it, or really any kind of days in it, yes, we would live in a an environment where seasonality doesn't mean anything because after about three to four hundred years, somewhere in between, July would be right now. Right, but yeah, we're exactly. in the middle of like right now. Yeah, this would be July. So you would have to adapt to, I guess, I hate to use this term, but you'd have to adapt to a calendar or uh, a societal shifts where the calendar doesn't like the seasons don't mean anything. Right, they, they right? don't match just, the calendar. Right, you don't, you can't really plan. You'd have to plan differently. But yeah, you're right. In fact, actually, your math was really was right on. It's about somewhere between three and four hundred years. June and July and August would shift to like where we're at right now. Yeah. So back in fifteen hundred something, that's kind of when you said they started really like making this a thing, right? Yeah, fifteen eighty two, uh, the Roman Catholic Church reformed the calendar again. The, the one that they had actually gotten from the Roman Empire which was called the Julian calendar, they reformed it to try to take some of the air out of it. And that's basically the calendar that we're using today. Yeah, so had had they not done that around then uh, with the whole leap year thing, currently right now, approximately you know, 400 years later, it'd still be cold right now, but it would be... It'd be July. It'd be July. Yeah, that's crazy right. to think about, yeah. I know, and it's kind of interesting to think about, like, if we had not adapted these seasonal calendars, which was kind of the point of the reform of the calendar was to give somebody, it's kind of interesting to think about how we would be planning things or like, you know, people wouldn't talk, people would just say like the warm season is coming up or the cold season is coming up, right? They, they wouldn't say like, oh, the summer months of June, July, and August, you could, you could say that for a while, right? But you couldn't use it permanently. Have you noticed too that the seasons have shifted a little bit, uh, you know. Oh, even, oh, yeah, for sure. Even over the past, like you know, call it 20, 30 years, because when we were kids, like it was like I remember like uh, no, October, November, it was, it was getting like snowy by that point, and now it's like, you know, it's well into December, if not into January, yeah. before we really start seeing seeing snow up here in the northern hemisphere. Is is there? I wonder if there's ever going to be 
Like if that if that trend kind of continues like that, what if they have to add in like a whole nother month, like Schmanuary, and they just like like look guys, like I know it's gonna mess everybody up for a year, but we got to add another month in. <laughs> Why would we? Okay, hold on. Or, or, I'm sorry, I'm take to away. We have to take we have to take away a month. But then, how would we make up for where the Earth is in its uh, rotation around the Sun if we take out a month? Oh, so okay, so the so it's not so much the where the Earth is in its in its orbit. It's it's something else that's shifting. with probably just with our climate that's making our seasons kind of uh, change a little bit. The way I understand it, and again, this is this is probably could be a whole episode in itself, and maybe we can circle back around to it. Ecological ecological changes in the Earth's climate are shifting the seasons backwards, or, or yeah, but for, I guess depending on what your perspective is, yeah, is they're pushing the seasons out later. Yes. So yeah, since since I've been since I've been, and there's there's multiple reasons for that. Um, probably don't want to get into it today, but there are reasons for that. And it's causing it's causing summer to go later. It's causing the coldest months or the most snowfall to happen later. It's you know, and that's and that's really only where we are. These changes obviously affect different parts of the planet in different ways, including pushing some seasons forward at, as opposed to pushing them backwards. Mm. So you know, our window of view of this is narrowed to essentially eastern United States, right? There are other changes happening in other places on the planet that might have the opposite effect of what that we're experiencing. But to your point, yes, it's less to do about where the sun is or where the earth is in its orbit around the sun and more to do with, with um, the climate itself, the climate here on, you know, here on planet earth. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I guess my idea was a bad one then. <laughs> let's not, let's <laughs> hey, not add hey, it or take hey, away a month. You can, you can add, a, well, you can add remove any calendars you want. It's not going to, all this stuff is an arbit arbitrary points in time, right? That's I'm, true. I'm, I'm only the age that I am because we've decided to track things by that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like if you, if you think about it, tracking your age and, and it just gives structure to society. It does. It doesn't actually. You're still just how old that you are by the length of time that you've existed, right? So it's kind of like a weird thing to think about that you might be someone might be thirty years old or forty years old or fifty years old, but that's just because we've structured it around that. We we structured it around. The rotation of the Earth and the and the rotation right. of the orbit, like that. That's just correct. Yeah, have we not? You know, if you know, rewind. You know, thousands of years ago, when they didn't know all this information, you were just you were just as old as you were. Yeah, like, yeah. You just right. You just existed. You didn't, you didn't have a number. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You were just there. And then, then you weren't. I mean, whatever. They probably calculated it as far as like winters or something. You know, like oh, I'm. Uh, you know, like I'm 27 winters old. Like they probably, they probably that, still put something on it. You know, like they. That was very typical. What you just said is that you would kind of do things like seasonally. Yeah, like I know, think like, humans. I think human beings just because uh, you know because we're, we're thinkers. Uh, you know, we we have to put something together. Like things need to add up, and I, you know, animals. You know, they don't give a shit. But you know, but people though, people got to know. They got to have an answer for stuff. Yeah, we need structure. We do. I mean, we just we're just that we're a. We're a, uh, ra uh, I don't say a ra we're a, what's the word I'm looking for here? We're a species that appreciates structure. Yeah. Structure, right? information, yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Right. Do you have anything else to add to that? <laughs> here, here's something to think about okay. with the whole leap year thing and, mm -hmm. and everything in the road. This is just a fun little science factoid for people. And, and I can't visualize this for you, but I want, I want our listeners to go to YouTube and just type something along the lines of, how does Earth? How does how does the solar system really look? Oh, um, dude, these or like how does any of these kind of videos are just absolutely mind-boggling and fascinating. Yeah, it makes we, you feel so small. We have like this, call it sun-centric view of the way the solar system works, which is the, you know obviously and it's the sun is in the middle, and all of the planets have orbits around the sun, and that's that's accurate from a certain perspective, but because we are moving through the Milky Way, what is actually occurring is more of a helix shape that's essentially spinning through space at some absurd speed, right? So you think of the sun, think of it this way. Think of the sun as essentially dragging the rest of the planets along with it, right? Because yeah. of its gravity well. Yeah, because the and sun, it, it, the, we're rotating around the sun. The sun is rotating in 
the Milky Way. Right. The Milky Way is rotating and moving through the galaxy. Right. Like, yeah, we're constantly moving. You know, like, I, I remember those games you used to play. I'm not sure if this is actually relevant to how, like, this is how I kind of envisioned it. It was like this, uh, this round thing. It had all these gears, and there was another round thing in it. You stuck a pencil in it, and it yeah. had gears. And you'd move it around, remember? Yeah. It would make these interesting shapes. I, like, that's how I always kind of imagined, like, the... Like if that was like the sun, the tip of the pencil, it's just like, it's and just then, moving around. And then add a third dimension to it. Yeah. And, and yeah, then a third dimension to it. Like that yeah. whole structure is moving around another bigger geared structure. Exactly. Yep. It's, yeah. it's kind of mind blowing. So can't visualize it here on the Gen Extra podcast, but go to YouTube and like, and just type something like, how does the sun and solar system actually move through the universe? It's, it'll, it'll open your eyes. I'll do the, the speed that, that like our galaxy is moving is ridiculous. Like it's like, yeah. it's going at like light speeds, isn't it? It's slower than that, but it's fast. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So it's fast. <laughs> it's, it's, let's just say it's fast. Oh, I guess nothing can go the speed of light except light. So like. That's, that is correct. Yeah. That is yeah, correct. So, okay. So I guess we wouldn't be flying that fast. <laughs> Oops. <The> best. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. The best measurements of our own speed around the center of the galaxy. So remember, we're, you know, we're in the Milky Way. We're in the arms of the Milky Way spinning around the center of our galaxy, which, by the way, is probably a massive black hole. We're doing approximately 492,000 miles per hour. That's fast. Or 220 kilometers every second. Hmm. That's pretty quick, man. It's kind of fast. It's a little, little fast. A little, little quick. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else to add to your, uh, uh, your science segment, or do you want to move on to uh, media recommendations, picks, let's, uh, media chat? Let's move on. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. There's our, uh, there's our Joe's Got uh, Space Facts segment for this week. Remember, you'll hear that again in four weeks. You know what we need, what and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you find it, is we need a sound of like, like a satellite moving through space or oh, something to we're gonna have to get intros science i think for all of for these, all yeah. of this yeah 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 we need one for our media picks yeah we're I'm gonna have to get that guy on on fiverr fiverr whatever they call it uh get us some new intros especially now with the new structure right yeah, yeah. now with the new structure i think we actually have a chance to use these things as opposed to what are we what are we talking about now <laughs> yeah it's just some random button <laughs> exactly yeah. i love how the all of our all of our listeners are, are along for the ride <laughs> while we figure this out they're like, oh, are these guys ever going to figure this out? <laughs> no, for over three years. <laughs> it's, it, it, they still don't have this stuff I know. down. I know. We're terrible. Okay. All right. Let's move on to uh, to our media picks, Joe. Yeah. So I have, I have one, and I have a second one as a backup uh, in case we need it. Okay. Um, and you also, you found something too, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Well, I'll go first since you just had to talk a bunch. Um, so I saw, I've actually seen this on Netflix a couple of times. It's called River Wild. It is not the River Wild, which was like the Meryl Street, you know, Kevin Bacon movie from back in the 80s or 80s. No, that's, that's, that's different. That's different. That's different. This is something is a totally different property. Yeah. When I saw this movie pop up on Netflix, my first thought was, I'm like, oh God, they redid the River Wild. I'm like, no, like that for me, that's like a, that's one of the movies that was when they did it back in the early nineties, mid nineties, it was, it was perfect. It was fine. Like it, it didn't need to be remade. There was nothing about it that, that screamed, this will be much better if we redo it. Okay. So I avoided watching river wild again, which came because out. Because uh, 2023 is new. It's like 2023. This one's just called river wild. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So I was scanning through, uh, you know, kind of, I think it was like two nights ago, actually. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to check it out and see what it looks like. Cause okay. I, I personally love movies that exist in like the wilderness. Like I just, that's like my jam. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, I'll check it out. So I, I queued it up and I was about 10 minutes into it. And it was, it was pretty evident that it was, I think it was an independent film company that made this. Okay. So it wasn't shot real well at first. The, some of the characters in the dialogue was, uh, was a little bit rough. So I will say if you, if you do decide to watch this push past the first like 10 minutes, it does actually get a little bit better. 
So, but what I, are we what are we dealing with here, though? Is it, it you're, it's not a spiritual reimagining of of the River Wild from the which is a uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The original I don't know if the original sorry it might be the wrong word the River Wild mm-hmm. with Kevin Bacon is a whitewater rafting movie, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I guess right. I guess I just assumed people knew when the movie was. Yeah. So the in the original, uh, a family goes on a whitewater rafting trip, and Kevin Bacon and the other guy, oh god, what's his name? I don't remember, but he he's been a lot of stuff. They they end up getting with the with Kevin Bacon, or no, I'm sorry, Kevin Bacon ends up getting to Meryl Streep and her family, and they uh, they had just robbed a bank. Kevin Bacon did, and they take them hostage, and that's kind oh, okay. that's kind of the movie. They have to get they have to get downriver. Uh, they want the Meryl Streep family to get them downriver through all these rapids so they can escape. Got and, it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So the the move the new one that just came out sort of follows a similar idea. So I wouldn't. It was not a remake. I think it was kind of a reimagining of 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 a similar story that took place in a very similar scenario, you know, place. And but they did twist it up a little bit. I don't want to so dive River too- Wild does is also whitewater rafting. Yeah, with a uh, a pretty similar plot, but just a, really yeah. okay. Yeah, so it was sort of like I said, like a reimagining of the story. You know, different characters, a little different plot as far as how the conflict is in, in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, though, I thought it was actually pretty decent. Once they got into it, I started to really enjoy it, and I watched it the whole way through. I sometimes I just bail on a movie because I'm like, I can't do this. I finished it, so that says something. <laughs> so are you saying that you kind of have to get past, like you have to kind of get past the opening, like the, yes. you know, get past kind of like maybe some of the, because I haven't seen it, and I'm so I'm going on what you're basing on, but kind of get past like some of that kind of like indie or like stilted dialogue and get kind of get it in, into the meat of the movie? Yes, yeah. As it got a little bit further in, everything got better. So it was... Yeah, like I said, if I I could have bailed how's, easily in the first five minutes, I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> how's the actions? Because since I guess this probably is, like you said, it might be a smaller film or an independent film. How is the rest of like the the cinematography? Like, because uh, whitewater rafting cannot be that easy of a thing to oh, to, film? to film and to edit. Uh, it was done. It was done decent. The original was done better. Probably they had a bigger budget, you know. So it sure, was yeah you know, shot better, but. Yeah, I mean, for um, what I'm assuming was a low budget indie film, they did pretty good. Like it was, it wasn't okay. terrible by any means. So yeah, there all right. We go. There's my all there's right. My so pick. today, so today's recommendation on on River Wild is you're giving it at least a thumbs up. Yeah, now I will talk about two plot holes. Ooh, so plot spoiler, holes. spoiler ish, not really. You'll notice it. I'm not giving anything away. Maybe a little bit. So if you wanna, if you don't wanna hear what I'm about to talk about, just hit the hit the skip button like five times. So two things happen in the movie. One, uh, they, somebody got injured. They needed to use the sat phone. The sat phone was dead. Right. right. The problem was about, I don't know, two minutes before that, one of the, one of the leads was in her tent uh, as they were uh, getting ready to camp for the night. And she yeah. was texting her boyfriend. Mm. No one decided to actually just try their regular cell phone. No one's like, oh, hey, yo, like I, I got service over here. I was texting my boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> that's a thing that happens a lot when you're in the, no matter where you're at now, sometimes the cell phone is in again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like but sick, the signals back. They, they should have not put that part in there where she was actually using her phone. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's very, what you bring up is very common with a lot of, like a lot of films today. It's like, why didn't they just pick up the phone and call somebody? Yeah. Now that everybody has a cell phone. Yeah. No one tried their cell phones. The only option was the sat phone that was dead. They're like, well, let's not even look at our cell phones or bring up yeah. the fact that I was just using it. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and the other thing was they were in the United States. Uh, they were northern U.S. And the, the goal was to, to float the, the, I don't want to call it, the bad guy. Uh, he needed to get to Canada. So they had to float in the river to Canada from the United States. Now, I don't want to say, wow. I don't want to say I know what I'm talking about here, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the river don't flow up. <laughs> I don't think, well, I mean, it might, I wonder, it might meander. Maybe there's like a, maybe it kind of cuts down and cuts back up. I don't know, but it just seemed like, it just seemed kind of odd that they were 
trying to I mean I know I know rivers do cut here's, up and back. Yeah, here's your best bet with that. It's going to have to be a, a river or its tributaries that are kind of on the border on the border and kind of like flow back and forth between. Yeah. Because yes, generally speaking, water flows towards the equator, generally speaking, but yeah. you can have instances where certain rivers Yeah, they'll cut flow back. Right. Yeah, depending on the terrain and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it, just, it, it didn't seem like that was the case because they were, they seemed to be moving in a relatively straight line most of the time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it just seemed odd is all. Yeah. I, but they didn't really explain it. So it left some question marks. R River flow science is, is kind of wild. And it's always like you can make these general statements, but you've, it's, if you have a big, so what, what can happen with a lot of like River flows? Like if you have a big body of water somewhere, that river will flow, quote unquote, up, even though that doesn't mean anything, mm -hmm. will flow up towards the larger body of water, right? Or it will generally flow down towards the, you know, towards the equator because there's a bigger body of water that direction, right? So yeah. you generally have to kind of look where the bigger, the closest, then again, this is all general science, right? Kind of have to look at where the next biggest body of water is. And that's generally speaking where the river is flowing. Yeah, so I'm gonna go. get on. I'm gonna get on uh, Google Earth, and I'm gonna find. I'm gonna see if I can find a river that that meanders uh, to and from the border of. Oh, the they're US there. And, okay, all right. So that, maybe that's where they're at. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just being uh, too critical. <laughs> well, you know what? It's it's okay. You can be critical because they, did they even say where they were? Like, did they even reference anything? It's possible, but I didn't. I didn't remember. Because the biggest problem, the bigger problem to your point would be that if they reference a geographic area and that there actually isn't anything in that area. Yeah. That if they were in like Maine, uh, that could be possible if they were trying to, because that, that would make more sense because Maine uh, has like a direct like east west border to Canada. Yeah. Right, right, so right. That could meander that. In my mind, I'm thinking like a north south border uh that wouldn't make sense so yeah it could be that could be very possible if it was up that way so yeah there you go all right all right river river, river science on the gen x yeah. podcast <laughs> all right what'd you find joe what movie did you watch so i i'm giving a, i'm giving a recommendation so this is a thumbs up mm -hmm. to now i don't want you to just gloss gate or was it, was it i don't want your eyes to to to, to start going Roll back rolling in into the back of your head yeah all right, what do you got? But, however, on Amazon right now, mm -hmm. you can go check out Dungeons & Dragons. Now, hold on. Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Have you, know, you heard of it yet? I have. That's the one with, like, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Yep, Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Plays, he's the main character. The girl from Michelle Fast Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Michelle it, Rodriguez is in it. Too. It looks really good, and it looks funny. I want to see this. I just haven't brought myself to, to queue it up yet. So you're saying it, it, was, it was a good flick. It's it's great. Like it's not like um, I mean, it's it's not you're not going to come away from it going uh, that movie changed my life, mm. right? It's a light-hearted fantasy romp with a great cast of characters, which I think is the best way to put it. The acting is anywhere from fine to good. Okay. The, the the backgrounds and set pieces are are, are actually are excellent. It looked like, visually they do a, amazing. Yeah, they do a really good job of of kind of making what is generally considered like nerd, you know, Dungeons and Dragons is a, is a tabletop game, right? It's something that people play on a table yeah. somewhere and move my, characters around and tell stories. Favorite. Yeah, there's something I mean, I'm sure you would love to do, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'd love to see you playing a game of, of Dungeons and Dragons. So, I, so oh. Dave, uh, what, what character are you? Um, I'm a barbarian. I what do you be, do? I would be the barbarian. I smash things. I smash things. <laughs> Uh, so, okay. And if someone asks you, what do you do in this situation? I smash, smash. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like Hulk. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's, it, it's loosely based on here's actually the best way to put it is if you knew nothing about Dungeons and Dragons, the tabletop rule set, right? The tabletop game, you can watch this movie and know absolutely nothing about it and come away kind of feeling like that was a fun fantasy romp with lighthearted characters and a relatively lighthearted but occasionally emotional plot mm -hmm. plot point like they don't play it like too deep because remember this is kind of a 
a PG-13. It's meant to be a comedy, right? It's a, an adventure comedy. So you can kind of, you don't have to know anything about Dungeons and Dragons to enjoy it. You can just kind of watch it or watch it with your family and come away being like, at least in my opinion, that was pretty good. Yeah. See, I like when they do that. When I, I think it's by design too. When, when the uh, producers, directors, you know, writers, uh, when they're making these movies, they have to assume that a lot of the audience doesn't play the game. Right. Uh, so they, like with uh, the movie like Uncharted that came out, um, like the Laura Croft, Doom, you know, all these video game based movies. Yeah. They're all still enjoyable as a film, even if you know nothing about them. But yeah. if you do, I'm certain that they add little little nods and, and tip of the hats, you know, to to the actual video game, to, to the nerds that will catch on to it. They're they're all over the place, by the way. I'm sure, yeah. I, I know a lot of the lore and rule sets and stuff that go along with Dungeons and Dragons. And even though I don't play it that often, in fact, I can't even remember the last time I had a tabletop session with that rule set. I know the lingo and it's in there. But if you don't know it, it's for someone like like yourself who doesn't know it, you're not going to see that and be like, why did he say that? That felt like so out of place. The dialogue doesn't even make any sense. No, it's not forced like that. Right. Like I said, a little nod for the for the nerds. Yeah. They'll know it. <laughs> it's it's the kind of movie that reminds me of here's what it reminds me of. Remember like in the in like the eighties, I'll say mostly the eighties when we had a lot of those kind of like cult classic like fantasy movies yeah. that people will still talk about today things like labyrinth and mm -hmm. willow that kind of th that kind of movie yeah never ending story right it reminds me of that only instead of being instead of th some of those movies had a little bit more of a serious tone to them this one is a little bit more of a comedy yeah but it re reminds me of that type of filmmaking which we haven't seen in quite some time yeah was it uh like what what was the what was like the main drive? Like, did they have like a like a love story happening? I guess the main else. drive is actually yeah. The main drive is actually kind of interesting. the 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 movie focuses on Chris Pine's character, mm -hmm. who is a, he's essentially a thief. Okay, and it it starts with like his backstory and how he ended up where he was, and this essentially I because I, I, I don't want to give too much away, right? But it focuses on this adventure that he needs to go on because he needs to, um. He needs to save his, basically needs to save his daughter. Okay. Right? He has a family situation going on that he kind of put himself into. And to get himself out of it, he has to go on this adventure with these other characters and essentially, you know, save the day or, you know, or fail, right? I mean, which is kind of like the, the whole point of, you know, most movies, but it's like, that's also fits very well with like the structure of the game is that you go on an adventure, right? And you either complete that adventure or you don't okay all right dude yeah i'm i'm in i'm in i think it sounds good. awesome good and like i, I said you won't it. you will not come away from it going i didn't understand that because i don't understand the tabletop game that really has very little to do with someone watching it they're not gonna you're not gonna come away from it going i didn't understand it i don't expect video game movies to be like that at all like because like i said I, i'm pretty certain that they they know that their audience yeah. is not yeah. has not played the game at least you know 90 percent of them there's always a risk there though right there's always a risk there though and that if you deviate too far from the source material i'm saying like you're just like you take what you said to a degree where it's on where it's it's probably no, it, it oh yeah, yeah gets into you don't want to piss the nerds territory. off <laughs> yeah you piss the nerds off no one's going yeah <laughs> yeah that is very true all right. Well, that's a good recommendation. I'm going to, have to check that one out. So All right. I'm going to save. Uh, I'm going to save my other one for another time because we got about 15 minutes left, and I want to uh, jump into the last section here, which is uh, the game we're going to play. Uh, I don't even know what you call this game. Guess the year, perhaps. Guess. Guess the year. That's what we're going to call. It. Guess the year. Yeah. So Joe has found for me 10 movies that I need to guess the year it came out. That's correct. And I found for you, Joe, 10 songs that you need to guess the year they came out. Now, are we going to do the two versus one point rule set where if you get it, if you just get it straight up, mm -hmm. you get two points. So if I give you a movie oh, and, and you're like it. that, you're like, and that came out in 1992 and it's right. You get two points. Yeah. However, if 
you choose, I will give you a list of, of years and you can choose from the list. And if you get it from the list, you get one point. Are we going to do that? Sounds good to me. All right, let's do it. All right, I'm going to get my piece of paper out here so I can keep a tally of what, uh, That's what, right. what you got. This is hardcore quiz. It is. You know, yeah. It's important. <laughs> we're actually joking about that before we, when we were setting this up. I'm like, I don't want to do, I don't want to do quiz questions, man. Like, <laughs> we, we beat ourselves doing that. Are you smarter than bit for like six or seven oh, yeah. weeks? <laughs> oh yeah. That was a lot. Right, so we had to, we, instead of like a quiz, we kept it to like a year yeah, this just, week or, or changed the kind of the point because that was a doozy. It was. So, all right. Do you want to ask me the questions first? Or do you want me to ask you yours first? Um, you know what? I'll just go. You ask me, so I'll just I will I will ask you first. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Here we go. I'm nervous. All right. Here we go. So I've got ten. Actually, I have eleven here. I got a because bonus? I I threw I threw yeah I threw a kind of like a bonus, but we'll see if we even get to it. You might not even need it. All right. So here we go. So your first movie is a personal favorite of mine. What year was Spaceballs? released oof i'm gonna say 1986 oh oh crap i'm I'm sorry i'm sorry but you were so close all right give me my options i'm going for one point here we go all right here's your options 1982 1986 1987 or 1990 i thought it was gonna be multiple choice three we got four multiple choice well we can take 86 off the table what were the other what were the other three options so what you have, so if, if this is the, so just point of clarification for ourselves and our audience here, is the person answering, they can fail the first one and then they get the choice. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Okay, fine. Then you have remaining, you have 1982, 1987, or 1990. I'm going to say 82. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, it was 87. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was 1987. Damn it. All right. So, Plus zero for you. Oh, God, I'm not off to a good start. All right, give me give me the next right. one. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. Your second movie to guess the year of release is Spider-Man, the original Tobey Maguire release. 2000. What, actually, so, I'll, so, sorry, I don't want to give the thing away yet. So your first guess is? 2000. 2000. I'm sorry, that is not correct. <sighs> so, moving to your choices... Mm-hmm. You may choose between 1999, 2000 is out, so don't worry about that. So 1999, 2002, or 2004. 2002. You are correct. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. I got to actually, I have to bring up the ding sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, how about this? There you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me the next one. All right, plus one. All right. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, which was the last Lord of the Rings movie in that trilogy the last one okay so i'm gonna say that was 2000 and let me think 2003 he nails it was it yes yes <laughs> so that is a whopping plus two <laughs> yes that, that was that was good i did not know that until i looked this up in fact if you would have asked me that i would have been like 2006 2005 <laughs> yeah. you know right. nice nice job thanks man okay okay batman the the original, well, not the original. That, that would be like the whatever it was, fifties or sixties or something. Batman, the first Michael Keaton film, just it just titled Batman, and I'm pretty sure it was directed by Tim Burton. Yeah, this is definitely mid eighties ish. I'm gonna say, you know what? No, it was, it was later eighties. I'm, I'm gonna say eighty nine. Oh, he nails it again. Yes, <laughs> I'm good at this game, sort of. <laughs> You're good at movies. I I am not as at, at good as movies as you are, man. Like you were, if we were to reverse this quiz, I'm almost you'd sure just, you'd do better than me. You'd just be skunked all the way through. Yeah, I just zero 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 one. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Number. I think this is number five for you. It is. Toy Story. Oh, just Toy Story one, the original Toy Story. Oh, this is like definitely mid nineties. Uh, I'm gonna say 1995. He nails it again. Yes, dude. I'm. <laughs> That's good. I, I have mean, a, just the. F- <laughs> yeah. I have a, I have a weird memory of like. I mean, to be fair, the first one I was only a year off, but I guess way bad on the second guess. I mean, just the fact too that you have honed right in on mid '90s is just is really impressive because I'm like, 
Toy Story is way older than you think it is. <laughs> right? Like uh, yeah. mid 90s to me now is just like, what? Yeah. Watch, I'll get zeros the rest of the way out as I'm like bragging myself. Well, I don't, I'm gonna, okay, you can't embarrass yourself on this next one, but okay. I'm gonna try to embarrass you on it anyway. All right. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Oof, the Philosopher's Stone. That's like 2001? Yes. Is it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nails it again. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Are okay. You, are you impressed so far? <laughs> I am impressed. I mean, you zero, one, two, 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 two so far. Yeah. I don't know if I should be impressed or embarrassed that I know all these. All right. No, all right. This, is, this is good, man. All this right. is good. Okay. The Hunger Games Catching Fire, which I believe was the first of the trilogy. Yeah. Ooh, this is a little tougher. Um, all right. Catching Fire. Oh, man. 2000. 12 maybe like they're like 10 years old now i think oh i'm sorry oh no okay so you're down right. you're down a point on that one all right here's your multiple choice mm -hmm. hunger games catching fire was it 2009 2010 2012 or 20 or 2013 uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 2013 that's correct you okay. still got a point i knew i had to be close all that right was, that was good and by the way that movie not adjusted for inflation, grossed $424 million at the box office. Is that good or it's, bad? It's it's good. I mean, it's one of the high... Now, some of these that I talked about, I didn't adjust... I actually wrote down their gross. I didn't adjust it for inflation, but that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know how much yeah. they spent on the movie. I can't imagine it was that much, so yeah. Just a couple dollars. Yeah. <laughs> about 100, 150 bucks. Yeah, real low budget. <laughs> yeah. Here right. we go. I'm, I'm going to try to catch you on this one, but I think you're going to nail it. Right. Uh, it's a different Harry Potter. Wow. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. 2009. Oh, I'm sorry. You're down a point. Oh, God. All right. Down a point. Okay. Here's your choices. Mm -hmm. Your choices are, or I guess were in this case, 2009, 2011, 2013, or 2014. It's got to be 2011 then. That's correct. Yeah. You still grab the point. Nice job. Yeah, I knew it was right in that 2010s, like right, like right close. You have, you have two remaining. Yes, I do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump to the one that I actually added late because I thought about this movie at the end, and I'm like, I really want to ask this one. Okay. For a particular reason, which I'll get into later, um, or never. Who knows? RoboCop. RoboCop, the original, not Oof. two or three, because they're actually, believe it or not, there is a RoboCop 2 and a RoboCop 3. Neither of them, in my opinion, are very good movies, but the original RoboCop is, in my opinion, a Paul Verhoeven classic. I know it's early 80s. I'm going to say 1983. Oh, down a point. Damn it. Down a point. But can he redeem himself? So here's your choices. 1984, 1987. 1988 or 1990? Man, I thought it was earlier 80s. Uh, I'm still going to shoot with the early 80s. I'm going to say 84. Oh. It was, I, 80, it was fine, 88. I, I luckily or finally, whatever you want to say, got you on one. Was it 88? Yeah. It was 87. It was 87. Dang. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. But hey, man, I, I had to throw a tough one in there. That I was, give that you was a, later give than I thought it was. One. All right. right. should have one so, more, right? I'm going to let you choose. Ooh. I'm going to let you pick pick your poison, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Do you want science, a science fantasy movie or a serious history nonfiction drama? Yeah, we'll go science. Science fantasy. Okay. Science fantasy. Star Wars Return of the Jedi. So not one of the new movies. The end <sighs> of the original trilogy. <clears throat> I'm going to say this is 1979. I'm sorry, you're down a point. Oh, damn it. Continue. <laughs> oh, it's like, I'm like, and? <laughs> no, here we go. Sorry. 1980, nope. 1981, 1983, or 1984? Oh, boy. Man, I thought that was 70s. Wait a minute. They stretched. They stretched. I, I promise you Return of the Jedi stretched into the 1980s. Wait, wait. What's the first one that came out? The very first one. Just Star Wars. Well, technically, it's called A New Hope now, but oh. it was when it was originally released, it was just Star Wars. Okay. 
<clears throat> okay, so that was like 79. Maybe even earlier, actually. Maybe, but it was like, and I'm going to say then, then Return of the Jedi would have been like, uh, was 80, was 80, oh, it's either 80 or 83, somewhere. I'm going to go with 1983. You got it. Nice, okay. You still, you still salvaged a point from that. Nice job. All right, whew. All right, so I got 2, 4, 6, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I got 12 points. I think so. 2, 4, yeah. 6, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Very impressive. Honestly, out of, a, out of a total of 20 points that you could have picked up, you picked up 12, which for, you know, for the kind of the random assortment of movies I threw at you is actually pretty good. Yeah. Okay, Joe, I'm going to give you your questions, which are 10 songs in the year they were released. All right. I'm going to do my best. I'm not promising 12 points, though. These are all over the map. I will give you three choices after you make your guess. Okay. All right, so my, my list is a little bit smaller. Yeah. Okay, all right, here we go, Joe. Your first uh, song is from uh, the band Earth, Wind, and Fire. The song is called mm. September. Do you know when September came out? This is, I'm, you're all, I'm already just, I'm already blown away. Okay. Like, I'm, my mind is, <laughs> I, I, I'm not even going to attempt a guess. What? Just I throw something to, out there. Okay, 1972. Well, not a bad guess. All right, so your options are, 1974, 1976, or 1978? Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say 1974. That is incorrect. Oh. <laughs> oh. You know what? I think for these, because it is going to be a bit harder, I'm going to give you two options. You're going to have a 50-50 chance if you get it wrong. Okay. Okay. I mean, I... I, I Th These are going to be harder, I believe. A little sympathy there. Especially because yeah. you started on a band. I don't even listen to yeah all right well here's okay the next one joe for you is from the beatles the song yesterday oh take, my god take a shot <laughs> you got oh the harder you got the harder questions on these ones than i did this is okay so the problem here's the problem with the beatles catalog mm -hmm. the beatles catalog is huge yeah. right mm -hmm. so like when you say the beatles it can be i mean it could go i think extend the whole way into any of like I don't know, from like what the fifties all the way to the seventies? Maybe. I, I, I don't know about the maybe. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. So right. yesterday. I would, okay. I'm just gonna throw something out there. Uh 1962. Ooh, that is actually pretty close, Joe. Really? Yeah. All right. So your options are 1963 or nineteen sixty five. Shoot. Um dun, dun, you said that you said dun, dun. that was pretty close. I mean Take take a uh, guess, man. Uh, 1965. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> For some reason, okay. So you almost you almost accidentally tricked me there. I know. Because the one thing that I thought of was that I I thought yesterday was one of their like later songs, mm -hmm. but they the Beatles. I don't even know if that's considered later for the Beatles. It's like mid. Yesterday would be like mid Beatles, I think. Mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. go with that. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Let's see. All right. Next. Uh, next one on the list here. Uh, a bit more current. This okay. is a uh, bad guy by Billie Eilish. Oh, um, that's 2020, right? Mm. Oh, your options no, are really? your options are 2019 or 2021. It's well. Wait. Was that pre? Was that pre-pandemic or post-pandemic? Uh, it's pre-pandemic, so it has to be 2019. That is correct. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. It's uh, weird how like I reference things by that now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You got you have to reference things. Like, that's what I do all the time for these movies. Like, like I can kind of remember when movies came out based on like where I was in my life at that point. Yeah. All right. So uh, next one, Joe, is uh, "Hooked on a Feeling" by Blue Suede. Oh, uh, "Hooked on a Feeling," Blue Suede. Hooked on a feel it. Um, 1986. That's incorrect. Am I, am, am I even close? Your options are. Oh, God. 1974. Oh, geez. Or 1979. Uh, These are tough, dude. Dude, this is really <laughs> hard. What? Where did you get this list? This is so hard. Okay. I made it up. I, I wasn't going to give you all Smashing Pumpkin songs. 
But don't. to be fair, there is one on here. <laughs> yes, yes, good, good, good. Okay, so hooked on a feeling. That's the one that's like hooked on a feeling, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. Seventy four, okay. seventy nine. It's too okay. Seventy nine is too close to the nineteen eighties because by the time the nineteen eighties rolled around, things changed a little bit. It was more like big hair rock. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with nineteen seventy four. That is Seriously? correct. Yes. Okay. All right, here we go. Next one, Joe. Don't fear the Reaper, Blue Oyster oh. Cult. Nice. Nineteen seventy-two. Oh. Oh, like oh. Your options oh. are nineteen seventy-four or nineteen seventy-six. Nineteen seventy-four again. Mm. Oh. <laughs> 1976. <laughs> all right. All right. I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess it has to be, right? Mm-hmm. A good, good song, too, by the way. It is. Uh, made famous again by uh, the SNL skit. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. exactly what came to yeah. mind, too. Uh, I've I got a have, fever. Yeah, i got to have more cowbell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, the song Mm-mm-mm-mm by Crash Test Dummies. I like that song a lot, actually. <laughs> I Yeah, it's a good song. I always turn that up when it comes on. It's a weird song, but it's good. It is a weird song, but it is I, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Oh shoot, I gotta give you a date, don't I? You do, yeah. That's the game we're playing, Joe. Well <laughs> You're I thinking am, about the song now? I am actually. Uh I don't think I was driving yet when this came out. I believe I was still stuck in the house. That you were. So so I'm I'm pretty sure it was prior to '96. The only question is, is that what year in in the night early 1990s did it come out? I have two dates in mind, and I'm going to flip a coin, and I'm going to pick one. I'm going to pick from either 1992 or 1993. Okay. 1993. You got it, dude. Nice. Well done. You finally got one. <laughs> I did. I honestly didn't know if it was '92 or '93. Way to narrow that down, though. I'd have been, dude. But, I'm, I'd done so worse of these. Like I'd have guessed like '97, '98. Like I'd have been all over the place on these. Remember, basing it around things that I was doing, right? Exactly, Not driving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, you got four more left. Uh, next one is uh, Daniel by Elton John. What are you doing to me? I'm, I'm giving you a wide range of movies, Joe, or uh, <laughs> songs. <laughs> all right. 1986. That is incorrect. <laughs> Your options are 1985 or 1973. Wow. What? What is this? <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to go with 1985. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, man. I would not have guessed that either. That was from 73. Ellen John's been making music for a long time so it's like been, yeah. his catalog like his, when you give me one of his songs like his right his catalog is so broad that it's like i might as well just throw a dart at a dartboard mm-hmm. okay three more joe uh next one is uh the open road song by eve six this should oh. be in your wheelhouse of knowledge yes um it's post it's post grunge i know that for certain i know it's post grunge um 1999 Oh, darn it. You were so close. I figured it was really close. What what I have remaining? 1998 or 2000? Oh, figures. Okay, so was... I'm going to go 98. That is correct. Yes, okay, okay. Okay, where are you at here? You got one, two, three, four, five, six. All right. So you you need to get both of these to at least get 10 to, to keep it close. Right, so even get into double digits of yeah. points. Okay. All right, your next one, Joe. Don't stop believing by Journey. <laughs> the song that everybody <laughs> knows. Yeah. I tell you what. Just to be fair, if you get within a year up or down this one, I'm going to give it to you. It's okay. It's the 1980s. Mm-hmm. It's the 1980s, right? I know. I know it wasn't from the 70s. I know it was. I know it was early 80s. Uh. I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, 1982. It was 1981. I'm giving it to you. Oh, I got a sympathy. I got a <laughs> you got sympathy, one sympathy two pointer. One. This next one okay. you get no sympathy for because you should know this. Okay. The song is Ava Adore by the Smashing Pumpkins. 
you know what though? I already I already have an answer. I already have an answer in my mind. I know right I'm, I know right where I'd be at on this one. And I'd be tossing between two years. <laughs> here's here's the problem. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember off the top of my head if this album released in 1997 or 1998. But don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'm trying to think about because this is the year that I left for this is when I left for college mm-hmm. or around that time. So I believe, I believe I was no longer, no, actually that's the answer. I was no longer in high school. I was getting ready to leave for college. So it has to be, it doesn't have to be, it has to be 1998. That is correct. Yes. Okay. All right. Dude, you pulled out 10 points. <laughs> right. Thanks for the sympathy one. You got one sympathy from, from one. You guess it within a year. <laughs> that well, was a good I, guess. I, Dude, it could have been 1986 for all I know. I, Still a good guess, uh, though. Dude, well played, though. Well played. <laughs> you know, that was funny story about that. I I remember hearing it for the first time at one of our friends' house uh, in, in you know, where we grew up in Oil City. Mm-hmm. And I remember my my initial reaction to Ava Adore was, I'm not exactly sure what I just heard. Oh, yeah. We've talked you about remember, this before. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You remember that initial reaction to that album? It took me a couple times through it to really start to like it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, once <clears throat> once I heard the whole album the whole way through like four or five times, like I love that album. But many, it makes many more people. Sense now. Oh, dude, it was so ahead of its time. It was so far out there for the the timing of that album uh, of when it was released. But yeah, dude, it's I mean, I don't even know if it's like, is it still is it more relevant now? Or, or did it just become more relevant, and then now it just sounds old again? You know, I, that's a really that's a really good question. I don't know. I don't even know how to how, where to peg it these days, right? Because it is, in fact, it's actually more in line with what you would almost call like that modern alternative kind of electronic sound. Mm-hmm. But in 1998, it was a completely foreign concept coming out of like it, you know, grunge and post grunge. And, and, and so much so that you know Billy Corgan pulled it way back by the time uh, Machina came out. Yeah. Yeah. This is the Smashing Pumpkins in 1998. Yeah. Go figure. It was weird for the Pumpkins. Yeah. Like Dude, I you know, lo- it, I, I still I love it. I still love the song. This is one of the harder tracks on the album too. Yeah. Now I just want to hear the whole song, so I'm going to pull this back. I know. <laughs> well, and, and and it is so you could definitely tell why they released that as a single, though, because it's one of the harder songs on the album. There's a lot of softer electric synth pop mm-hmm. on that album, and you know the record company was like, you can't, you can't release one of these other songs first. You have to release Ava Adore first okay. because. Yeah. I mean, that's my, I, I'm guessing, I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just saying that, like, imagine if they had released some of the softer ones or, or like, Perfect first. Yeah, which is a great song. Which is, a, it's essentially a pop song, which is fine. I don't care that it's a pop song, but it was, it's a completely different sound for them. It was. Yeah, so, all right, man, we're actually, like, a little over an hour here, so let's, uh, let's wrap this one up and, uh, you know, let's call it. So, all right. Yeah, guys, thank you all for tuning back in. Hope you all had a nice uh, new year and Christmas and we'll see you next Monday. Talk to you next time.